And welcome to the Coaches Show, sponsored by the Campus Lounge with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney, and David, uh, obviously we talked a, a lot, perhaps too much this weekend, uh, about certain things that the Pioneers were unable to do uh, against North Dakota. You, you fall 3-1 to one on Friday night with an empty net goal, 4-1 to one on Saturday night, and, and things got really heated between the two teams in the last four minutes. But now that we've had about... 48 hours uh, to look back on it. Um, what were some of the positives that came out of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I, I did uh, thought we gave ourselves an opportunity on Saturday. Um, you know, I thought we played more within our structure, more to our game plan of what we wanted to do. Um, being connected on the ice, our, and then our, our energy, our effort, um, you know, is better, but that's, that's a big lesson, especially for our young team is, you know, we have to become a more internally motivated group in order to bring it every night. Um, in this league, you know, we felt like we, we were proud of our effort on Saturday and it's still not good enough. We still got to do more. Um, we have to execute at a higher rate. We can't break down in the moments that we did. Um, but to give yourself a chance in this league, you have to bring it every single night. We only get two games a week at this level. Um, and so there's no excuse not to be ready to go. Um, like we weren't, in my opinion, on Friday. We were in the hockey game. We controlled it at times. But we, we didn't do enough to give ourselves an opportunity to win that game. And Saturday, I thought we did that. Um, I get it. It's a moral victory. Um, but a young team learning how to win and learning how to play in this league, um, a lot of times it, it becomes a staring contest and whoever blinks first is going to be the, the team that gets scored on first. And unfortunately for us, um, you know, we blink first. We got to be comfortable, you know, going potentially 25, 35 minutes at 0-0 or 1-1 and living in those games and being comfortable. And uh, that's our challenge. And, and we, we, so we get another really good opponent this weekend that we'll talk about um, in Western Michigan. Yeah, and you did say a little bit on Saturday that um, you felt like this weekend the, the penalty kill unit was much, much better, and, and Magnus Krona, especially on Friday, was, was much better than he's been. Yeah, you know, it's disappointing to, um, you know, when you, when you have the PK play well and your goaltender play well, um, that just so happens to coincide when we score one goal each night. Um, yeah. And so it's, that's another side of it is stringing it all together. Um, you know, getting good goaltending and the offensive output, the power play output, um, you know, so you're not having to win games, you know, one, nothing two one or, or five, four, like, so you can win some four, two games, some three, one games um, where everything's going and, Again, early in the year here, we are learning some hard lessons on the road for a young hockey team and um, talking lots about it and trying to get better and mentally tougher um, so that we can continue to grow throughout the year here. Yeah, and the, the team, the young team now is now um, one and four on the road. You beat Air Force Academy down in Springs. Um, but you come back to Magnus Arena, you got four games at home now before the Thanksgiving break. Uh, Western Michigan comes into the building and in Years past, you always knew it was going to be a, a tough contest, a physical contest. Former uh, NHL head coach uh, Andy Murray 
uh, always had always drafted this team like he was drafting in an NHL or even an NFL team. So you always knew it was going to be really physical and 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 uh, combative. But uh, this this Western Michigan team appears to be one of the more talented teams in all of the country, uh, led by uh, some fifth year graduate seniors and Ethan Frank and Paul Washi, and then they got a great uh, junior defenseman and Ronnie Attard. Uh, they've already beaten number one Michigan, and and they just split uh, with number four ranked Minnesota Duluth. So not only are are they uh, are they performing well, they've they've played some heavyweights coming into this weekend. Yeah, no, they have. I mean, they're they're arguably um, you know a scarier, tougher opponent than than what we just faced. And so um, the you know you hit the nail on the head. A lot of team speed, a lot of size, a lot of veteran players. Um, you know, Pat Fersweiler takes over there for, for Coach Murray after a number of years. And um, obviously they, they haven't skipped a beat. And so they've, they've retained all their fifth-year guys, um, you know, generally. And, you know, it's showing. They, they, like we said, they, they've got a lot of speed, um, big decor that's hard to penetrate, a very good goaltender that's healthy. You know, a lot of their issues last year were, were around, you know, injury at that position. And, um, the goaltender is healthy this year and looks like he's playing exceptionally well. So there's no doubt about it. We're going to have our hands full um, again this weekend. But this is this is our conference. There's uh, there's no easy nights. What was the I guess I guess the mood uh, in the locker room when you, when you guys went back to practice um, as far as you know turning the page and getting on to the next weekend? Or as a coach, do you maybe not want to turn the page and you want to focus on what just happened? Yeah, I think we, we go through our regular routine. We evaluate the weekend. Um, we evaluate Saturday night, what went well, what didn't, go over our process and how we did. Um, in that is that's how we evaluate ourselves. And, um, you know, and then we, we have an honest conversation about where we're at and, you know, shared some of those things already um, here on the show about a young team that that has to, you know, mature and, and find the right work rate every night to give ourselves an opportunity. and. And ultimately, in adversity, you know, we've, we've lost four games in a row. Um, we can't feel sorry for ourselves uh, because nobody does. It's a waste of emotion. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jay. We appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's a waste of emotion, and we have to get back to work. And we got to focus on things that we need to get better at. And we, I believe we are a better team today than we were when we were at 4-0. Um, because we've been pushed in different ways and we're going to continue to get pushed and we have to continue to see improvement um, out of our group to give ourselves an opportunity to have success in our process and ultimately the results. So um, that's a lot of what today was. Um, we will focus on ourselves probably a little bit more this week um, than in weeks past, you know, starting uh, tomorrow with, you know, some of our defensive things that, that we need to improve upon. When you got sort of good news, if you want to call it that, there was, of course, the big brawl, really two mini brawls, if you will, at the, the last four minutes of the hockey game when um, it just started to get very frustrating uh, for the Pioneers. Um, Carter Savoy um, with contact to the head uh, towards the end of that uh, that game and given a five-minute major in a game misconduct. And I, I, I guess you heard that he will not be suspended for any of the games this weekend. 
Yep, correct. Uh, yeah, the league reached out um, early in the week here and let us know they go through their their process with uh, the head of officials, uh, Don Adam, and and then his uh, supervisors, and um, called them, let us know that Carter would not be suspended. Um, and anytime, I should say, anytime there's a five minute major um, that results, I think all five minute majors, and then definitely those with the game misconduct where players are kicked out of the game um get automatically put into supplemental discipline review um into the league and so obviously the savoy hit was uh automatically looked at as was the uh the tyler clevin hit on mccade webster and, and neither resulted in a suspension for either um savoy or clevin yeah and pioneers cameron Wright. you know we we're talking about the western michigan's uh graduate uh, seniors and um you know, how important they've been to their team. Uh, Cameron Wright, the, the graduate transfer senior you got from Bowling Green, I know without, without question was the best player on the ice for Denver on Friday. And you can see in, in a lot of those, those moments where, you know, he's the kind of that big body, but also just a huge veteran presence um, that is starting to kind of show when he's out there on the ice. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think he's getting comfortable within how we play and, and just our systems and framework. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of calmness to, to him on the bench, on the ice. Um, you know, so I think as he continues to get immersed in, in how we play and what we do, we're going to continue um, to see growth in his game and um, see him be an even more impactful player. So, um, yeah, no, I thought he was an excellent Friday. Um, was good on Saturday as well. Um, a young person who really stood out for me on Saturday was Jack Devine. Um, thought his game really took a step uh, this weekend in a tough environment. So excited to see the growth um, that he can have and, and add just another confident weapon to our offensive group. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with the Coaches Show, sponsored by the Campus Lounge, after this. We are back to the coaches show with David Carl sponsored by the campus lounge. I'm Jay Stickney. And uh, this weekend Denver takes on Western Michigan, Western Michigan now ranked number 10 in the nation. And um, that'll be Friday night at 7 PM mountain and Saturday at 6 PM. And I was going to ask you, how do, how do you or your players like the earlier games on Saturday night so far this season? Yeah. Um... I can't say we've noticed too much. I mean, as, as, a, as a coach on Saturday night, I mean, it, it is nice to maybe be done that, that hour earlier. Um, things feel a little bit rushed um, on Saturday at times, but generally it's, it's been really good. And I think it's been very positive impact on the fans, um, especially those with young families to be able to, you know, come to the game both nights and, and be able to enjoy the atmosphere that the college hockey provides. So, I think all in all, it's a, a really good change um, that most of our league is doing this year. So let's uh, let's dig in a little bit deeper on, on Western Michigan and Denver. Uh, the, the painful, obvious stat that, that shows up that you already mentioned was Denver's only scored one goal in their last three games. Not surprisingly, all three were losses. And uh, this was a team that at one point was the highest scoring team in the nation. What has been the fundamental reason why 
all of a sudden shots aren't getting through. There aren't as many grade A chances. Uh, you know, is it is it time to start using that phrase, uh, you know, get to the net and get those greasy goals? <laughs> yeah, we've uh, we've certainly talked about that and, and seen that in some of the video um, that we've been showing, you know, where we do need to simplify a little bit and and try and get some second and third opportunities, you know, and then I think you look at, um, you know, defense, just it does get better as we go here. And, um, you know, a team like North Dakota, very hard to generate against. I think, um, you know, I can't remember the last time either of us played in the Ralph and had more than 30 shots against each other. There's just not a lot of open ice, um, you know, on the ice when, when you're playing. So like, you might generate four or five grade A chances a period. Um, by the end of the night, you got 15, and, and ultimately you got you to bear down and score on your chances. So you're getting we're getting fewer chances um, as a byproduct of of the competition and playing in our league, and um, and then we're, we're obviously not bearing down on the chances that we're getting. So it's harder to generate, and uh, the efficiency of putting them in the back of the net has dipped the power play hasn't scored in three games, huge contributing factor um, to the one goal in each of the last three games as well. So there's no doubt we need to have more of a killer instinct with the puck on our stick, getting inside the dots more and bearing down on our chances. Well, you know, and, and as a coach and coaching staff, you guys, of course, set up those design plays when you're in the opponent zone off the faceoff. Uh, did a better job on Friday night. Cole Gutman uh, had a great night. Um, in the face-off circle, but it, it just doesn't sound like you're able to create a lot of those design plays because you're not winning enough face-offs in that zone. Yeah, I thought um, Saturday, I felt like the first two periods, we were we were actually able to operate and do some things. Um, in, in the third period, of the face-off circle did go a little bit dry for us, but we ended up, I think, right at 55%, which is um, the standard that we try and get to, um, you know, if we feel we we feel we've won the face-off battle um, if we're north of 55%. And I think Friday night was around 45, 47%. So there was improvement night one to night two. The first two periods on, on Saturday were certainly better um, than the last one, but um, it drives possession. And, and in a league where it's hard to generate, if you can generate, you know, extra touches with the puck, um, you know, you're potentially creating more chances for yourself. So face-offs are a huge thing. Um, talk a lot about it. We show a lot of video on it, um, you know, on pre-scouting and who's going to go against who and things like that. So um, I think our guys have generally done a good job being students of the game this year, wanting to get better on draws, see the value in it. And, um, you know, we need to obviously need to continue to improve and, and try and be a strength of our game. Well, one of the uh, top young defensemen that you have, uh, Ante Tuomisto, um, you gave him an opportunity to watch the game from the seats on Saturday um, after not being happy with his performance on Friday. What do you think uh, he was able to gain from that experience? Yeah, you know, um, growth is not a linear path for any one person or team. And uh, we're obviously experiencing that collectively. And, um, you know, Auntie's a, a really good self-evaluator of himself, um, you know, can look in the mirror honestly and, 
you know, he knows he wasn't up to his standard of, of expectations for himself. And I think it's um, ultimately as a coach, um, you know, playing time is the one thing that, that we do have control over. And if a player's not executing to the level um, needed for the team to have success, then, then that playing time starts to, to decrease. And Auntie, um, you know, didn't have the performance on Friday night that he or, or we expected of him. And I think Saturday is a good wake-up call for him to just really understand and get back to the basics of what he needs to do to be successful. And, um, you know, Jack Devine is a young player who, sat out against Boston College two weeks ago, had a great week of practice on the bye week, had a really good weekend against North Dakota, um, really saw his game take a step, as we talked about earlier. And we would expect the same thing out of Auntie, um, a young player to come back hungry um, with a high level of desire, you know, this week in practice to prove um, that he should be in the lineup and to correct some of the things that, that we discussed with him um, that he needs to get better at. So. Every player goes through different, um, you know, challenges and pathways on their way uh, through our program and on their journey um, through hockey. And this is just a step um, for him that he's got to internalize and, and uh, get better at. We, we're fully confident and believe that he will. And um, looking forward to getting on the ice with him this week to work on his game. How, how important is it to, to you and your guys to be- – only be back at, at the friendly confines of Magnus Arena, but to, to get out there, get an early lead, and get the crowd really into it. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, you know, we haven't uh, we haven't scored the first goal in a while, and uh, you know, Magnus has been great. You know, this year in the three games um, that we've had, and very much looking forward to getting in front of the student section. We're week nine of classes right now, so finals are coming up, and. Um, an opportunity to reprieve for our students to come in and uh, and get a little entertainment and and hopefully put on a good show for them. And then obviously the community um, supports us great and um, looking forward to playing in front of all of our great fans um, in Magnus Arena this weekend. All right. Well, I know it's it's been a, a trying couple of weeks for you, but um, you, you kind of knew that uh, going in with this young but talented team that there was going to be some some growing pains and um, really there's no reason to panic until you get to February. Yep, absolutely. Then I'll start to panic probably in mid December. <laughs> we need you to be the calm, the calm within the storm here, Jay. Yeah, I appreciate that. My veteran leadership is not what it used to be. No, no, but David, thank you so much for uh, taking the time here. And uh, why don't we do this again uh, next week? That sounds great. All right, I'll talk to you again on Friday. Sounds good, Jay. Have a good week. All right, thank you. That This has been The Coach's Show with David Carl, sponsored by the Campus Lounge. I'm Jay Stickney. Looking forward to uh, talking to you again on Friday night, Denver and Western Michigan at 7 o'clock.